0: This is the Daniel Alonzo Wealth on the Beach podcast. I'm a 20-year entrepreneur, investor, and business coach. I've spoken in front of over 300,000 people and been featured in Success Magazine. I became a millionaire at 24. I saved a million dollars in cash by age 28. And I am going to personally help you Get totally, absolutely financially independent by creating massive, passive income. Join me now. Welcome to another episode of Wealth on the Beach Club. My name is Daniel Alonzo and I am your host. Today is episode number 31. We are rocking, man, having a great time growing every single week trying to teach people about money, business, freedom through building massive passive residual income. And uh, today we have a very special dude. His name is Danny Nassi, as seen on the million dollar listing. This guy, uh, I mean, American Dream, Fox News. Danny Nassi is one of New York's top full-service real estate broker specializing high in high-end properties. Uh, this this guy seriously knows how to find the perfect property and get you top dollar for your existing properties. He's relentless, honest, forthright, and personable, and uh, he's fighting for his clients every single day. Uh, th- I mean, Danny's approach is streamlined business conduct to help ensure that you get exactly what you want He also owns 125 rental units in Manhattan, developed seven auto detail spas in South Florida, and was top salesperson for his company. And uh, now today speaks throughout the nation, and uh, we have the pleasure of hanging out today. So Danny, tell me, how does it feel
1: to be successful, man? you've, You've built a successful life. How does it feel? Daniel, yeah, no, honestly, first of all, before we dive in here, I just wanted to thank you so much. It's an honor to be on your podcast and to be able to rub shoulders with someone like you. I love your attitude. I love that you uh, have good habits. You know, it's- taking a look at your Instagram. I adore how much you love your family. And, you know, I really feel like we're cut from the same cloth coming from there because for me, my wealth is my family, right? My wife, my two beautiful daughters, and everything else that comes above that is just icing on the cake. So I do want to thank you for inviting me to be on your show and just thank you for making that time. Uh, How does it feel to be successful? It feels good, you know? It It was a long struggle. It took me a long time to find my purpose in life. And I think one of the biggest struggles I had growing up was, not knowing what my gift was not knowing how to use my magic and uh so i was going from thing to thing to thing until eventually i realized that you know real estate was the life for me it was my passion it was what makes me feel like i want to get up in the morning feeling like i want to i get to i choose to i love to and attack the day right
0: love that Hey Danny, um, you know, let's uh, before we dive in, man. I got a lot of stuff I want to talk to you about today. I'm I'm really really excited about talking with you, Um, but I really want to find out. Like, tell me a little bit about your childhood, man. Let's go back.
1: And uh, where'd you grow up? Yeah, sure. I grew up in Long Island. Uh, You know, my father's an immigrant, and uh, he came here from Iran. He was an antique dealer for over fifty years, and he was able to have that be his cash flowing business, which allowed him to actually get into real estate. And so as a child, you know, I grew up with, uh, you know, good life. I can't complain, Uh, we were comfortable. And you know, my biggest influencer was my father, you know, he taught me the meaning of working hard, the value of a dollar. And it was just really important because, you know, he always told me, one thing he always told me, Daniel, was he said. Look, I don't knock anyone that has a job. You know, an ag- the job to me, the acronym for me is just over broke. Okay? So what he said to me as a kid was, I don't ever want you to be a nine-to-five man. He said, I want you to be the best at what you do. So that was something that was instilled in me as a child growing up. But I grew up in a happy home. Uh, I grew up with, you know, people that cared about me, people that loved me, uh, people that were supportive and wanted to see me successful. And uh, I really can't complain. I mean, other than that, you know, I went to college. and At the age of 19, I decided to drop out because, to be honest with you, I felt like school was teaching me how to be an employee. Employee, not an employer, and it really went against everything that I was taught, everything that I was believed, and everything that I was mentored. You know, through my family, through my friends, and you know, people who cared about me and wanted to see me successful. So, was your dad tough, man? I mean, was he a tough dad? Like, like, was he a strict parent? He wasn't so much of a strict parent. He just he was very focused. He was very dedicated. And I think the best lesson he taught me was leading by example you know he always worked uh you know when we were kids no matter what time my father came home whether that was seven eight nine or ten o'clock at night whenever his day ended we waited as a family to have dinner and i'll tell you what no matter how late that was that was the time and we weren't allowed to walk away from that table until my father had his knife and fork placed closely together to show that his meal ended so strict in that way yeah but it was also very traditional because we come from a persian background and it's just you know you You show your father, you show your mother respect. And that's part of that.
0: Hey, you know, so, I mean, obviously your dad was one of your first mentors in your life. I mean, that was, you know, your first, did you have any other mentors? Was there any, was, was there that time where you met somebody that they really transformed your life?
1: Absolutely. You know, I had two mentors. One of them actually was one of my best friends in the world. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away on 9-11. He was, one of the, he was in one of the first towers that went down. Uh, so he was one of my best friends. He was like my brother and he was somebody that I looked up to, somebody that inspired me, somebody that motivated me, and somebody that taught me to live my life to the fullest and given everything I got. And then my other mentor, unfortunately, uh, I met later on in life. His name was Chad Wade. Was a Really, really good guy, motivational speaker, uh, involved in real estate. And unfortunately, he was uh, in a bad accident and he passed away also. Uh, but I've always had good people around me and I've always had, you know, people that were really honest, genuine, authentic, and legitimate. I've always made an effort to find people that I can look up to, people that I can grow from. And, you know, in New York, you know, it's a very shrewd town and you're not always going to find people that have the best intentions for you, that don't want to see, you know, that don't have an interest in seeing you succeed. So... I went through a lot of people, but once I found the right people, I I always treated them like royalty. I served them, and I did everything I could to learn from them and help them grow their businesses. And the byproduct was, you know, becoming who I am today. Uh,
0: That's to me. That's a a very um, you know, I see that a lot. I see that the people that become successful were usually the most coachable. They were usually the most dedicated and loyal. I, I, it's very difficult to get other people to be loyal to you when you're not loyal to them. It's very difficult to get people to follow you if you're not willing to follow somebody else. So I posted this morning, uh, You know, the, the quickest way to win is to model someone. Find someone to model and run the race with them alongside And I I think it's faster that way.
1: I mean, do you you kind of feel that way? Daniel, honestly, I couldn't agree any more than what you just shared. People ask me all the time, what does it take to be successful in my business? And always, I have two pieces of advice. My first piece of advice is always find a mentor, find somebody you look up to, find someone who takes a generous, uh, genuine interest in seeing you succeed and do well, be loyal to them and work your ass off. And the second one is, you know, a lot of people, you know, they have jobs, they have nine to fives, and they really just want to break out and be able to have that financial freedom that we're talking about. So I always tell them, whatever you're making in a year right now, I want you to supplement that income. I want you to save that amount and then jump into being an entrepreneur full-time because you always want to operate from peak not a valley right so yeah i 100 percent agree with you and i've always looked for good influences
0: so uh so let's talk a little bit about you know you, you you know it's been a it's been a ride right it's been a long ride i mean you've been in business for over 20 years now and it's you know there's been good times there's been bad times and you know i've been through my share of of, of valleys been through those emotional ups and downs the drama the people challenges the money challenges whatever it is and you know so tell me a little bit about you know what 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 are some of those situations that you've gone through and and how did you get out of
1: them honestly those situations were you know some people can categorize them as failures other people can categorize them as learning experiences uh you know i was 19 i dropped out of school i was also young i was immature i just knew that i wanted to be an entrepreneur and i didn't know how that was going to happen. But luckily early in life, I met my soulmate. I really got very lucky and she eventually, we ended up eventually getting together. She was living in South Florida. She moved to New York for me. And at the time I was, you know, working in a business that I wasn't crazy about and you know, I was coming home down, really down. And in those days, Daniel, You know, I didn't have the attitude that I have today. I didn't have the self-development. I wasn't reading the books. I wasn't adopting, you know, a positive mental attitude and doing what it takes to, you know, live a positive, happy lifestyle. And I used to talk to myself in a way that I look back today and I can't believe the things that I would say to myself and the things that I would feel about myself because ultimately they weren't true, but I led myself to believe those things. And I remember one day coming home and my wife, Daniel, she looked at me and I was crying She said, nothing in your life is going to change unless you make a change. And honestly, Daniel, at that point, I had interviewed so many successful people, but my biggest issue growing up and trying to find myself wasn't, you know, about creating success, but more so about, you know, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? I didn't, I couldn't figure it out. And so anyway, the next day, I end up uh, signing up for a real estate course, I get my real estate license. And uh, within 10 days, I'm a licensed real estate agent in New York, and I'm doing rentals. That led me to commercial leasing, It led me to retail, it led me to selling commercial buildings. And then I got a big check and I said, let's move to Florida. And we literally moved down to South Florida. I started doing real estate there. I started doing short sales there. Then I ended up bumping into a friend of mine and we uh, developed seven auto detail spas inside of mall parking lots from Miami up to Tampa that were ecologically friendly. I'll tell you like, wow, I was wearing uh, a uniform every day and we had people coming in for $20 car washes that were walking away with like $250 details, right? But I knew very quickly, I didn't like this business, okay? So then I end up uh, deal, you know, working with this real estate marketing company. They were a real estate company that showed people 25 different strategies of how to buy and sell real estate. It was a marketing component, and it was a $20,000 education, but your commission on them were $10,000 each. So if you sold three, four, five a month, you'd be 30, 40, 50,000 a month, and now you had the education to real estate. So I became the number one salesperson there, and I started speaking in front of rooms. It started in Fort Lauderdale with 10 people, ended up being 300 a night. Then I did that in Miami. Then I did it in West Palm. Then I ended up speaking in Arizona, Salt Lake City, Utah, Chicago, New York, and traveled the country for two years. And I did really well. And then the tail end of 2008, I realized that Things were getting hard. The economy wasn't good. I was still young. I was upgrading my life, you know, as the money was coming in. And then once the money stopped, I lost everything. Wow. At that point, I had to make a decision to come back to New York, which is what I did. And uh, basically... So mentally, Danny, Danny, so just sorry to interrupt you, but mentally, what does that feel like, man?
0: Because I know a lot of people that are listening right now. They can relate to that shit, man. I mean, you know, when you when you get to a moment where the money stops coming in and you were rolling for a while, you were rocking for a while, you were, things were going well, like, how did you wrap your head around that and how did you,
1: you know, keep moving forward? It's a great question, Dan. You know, by that point, you know, I had met one of my – favorite mentors that I ever had I was reading a lot of self-development I had been doing things that were going to help me uh, be positive mentally and I had been around the right support system but to be honest with you when that happened when I lost everything I was crushed more so I was humiliated because I was doing it in front of my wife and I had two very young children at the time it was very sad I had a lot of anxiety I didn't know how I was going to get myself out of it and uh, it was just a very bad time for me but mentally there was a part of me, there was a hope, there was a faith that I knew that I'd be able to get back on top. So I ended up coming back to New York. I end up borrowing some money. I end up getting into some deals. So I ended up owning six multifamily buildings, 125 rental units. I opened up a property management company. I was in an office, the size of this office that I'm in right now, uh, had a part-time bookkeeper. And every day Daniel was miserable because every day was bad news. And most people, most property managers, they'll tell you they don't like their job, they don't like what they do, and they think it's a thankless job, and it's true. And I was also brokering the deals in the buildings that I owned. So I was doing that on top. So one day I wake up, Daniel, okay? It, it, It gets worse, it gets good, it gets bad, it gets good, it gets bad. I wake up one day, I'm 110 pounds heavier than I am today. I'm miserable, again. I swear to God, I'm sitting on the corner of my bed like a fourth grade schoolgirl. My wife is rubbing me on my back, telling me everything's going to be okay, and I'm telling her I can't live this lifestyle anymore. I can't do this anymore. So I end up waking up one day, and at that point, you know, I had a, bit, a very good six figure income coming in. The kids were taken care of, camps were being paid for. You know, my wife had enough on a monthly basis to cover you know our family expenses and the things that she needed for herself, and so. I just couldn't do it anymore. There was this fear, right? False evidence appearing real that if I walked away, what would happen to us and we can't go back to where we were, right? So it took a lot of persuading. I had some resentment that I was feeling at that time because I didn't want to live that life anymore. So I wake up one day, I made a decision. I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. I said, that's it. I'm going to lose the weight. Within 11 months, I lost 110 pounds. I gave the property management to family and I jumped in and dove into luxury real estate. And I knew that this was my passion. I knew this is what I wanted to do. And I knew that this is what was going to make me happy, have me present in my family's home, and also be able to help and serve other people. And the
0: rest is history. Well, I, I want to tell everybody that's listening that Danny talks a lot about having a positive attitude and creating that positive attitude, and the things in your whole life changes when you decide to have a positive attitude and uh and we had a little bit of technical difficulties on this podcast today we lost wi-fi connection i mean the in 31 episodes this was the the most uh, uh technically difficult one that we've had so far and let me tell you something man this dude all right is the most positive guy that i've ever met in my life okay so seriously I, just, I want to give them a little bit of credit here because you know, this, this was off the podcast and and uh, and I appreciate you being so kind and so understanding that, you know, obviously there's some things you can't control. But I, I just, look, I, I you know, I, I, I deal with a lot of people and, and for 20 plus years, that's all I've been doing is dealing with people. And you see the good in people, you see the bad in people but when you meet a real leader, when you meet somebody that really is kind, no matter what, uh, that's when you know, you've met a great person. And so anyways, I just, I had to stop right now and just beer off and just give you some credit here, Danny, because uh, you're, you're, you're a super guy, man. So anyways, um, I, 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 so you went through that. Okay. So when, when, when you look at like the future and, and, and where you're going in the future, what sort of things do you see happening for your future? I mean, wh- where do you see yourself five years from now?
1: It's not so much where I see myself five years from now. It's more so my mentality, the way I feel, what I believe is serving others. Uh and what I realize is the more that I can get out there and inspire people, the more I can get out there and be relentless and care and fight and do what I can to help people believe in themselves until, you know, a lot of times you can just, if you believe in someone until they believe in themselves within a year, you're watching that person carry themselves differently, walk differently, have a self confidence. And you know what, that's fulfillment for me. That's what makes me happy. That's what makes me feel good. So where am I going to be five years from now? I'm sure my business is going to grow tremendously because it's been growing year after year and that's great. But I think that's just a byproduct of getting out there and serving people and treating people the way I want to be treated. And I think that's the most important thing. If you get out there and you're kind and you give somebody a hand up, it's such a life changing, game changing thing that you can do for someone that might be so small for you, but so big for them. And I think that's what you have to focus on is just focus on the other people. Focus on helping someone else. You can't have a candle, you know, you have to have a candle lit in your house before you can light it in someone else's. So what I would say is work your ass off. Do everything you can to feel good about yourself, feel comfortable about yourself, be present, be honest, be genuine, because the only thing that's unique and different about you is the fact that you're you. And once you have that comfort and once you know that about yourself, then go out and help other people achieve the same thing. The rest is going to be history. You have to know what your why is, why you want to be successful, and then the how takes care of itself. I'm sure you give this in your speeches on a regular basis because it's a no-brainer because it's true people complicate these things good stuff good stuff why is
0: passive income and residual income why are those things so important uh to to building freedom and wealth long range for me it's
1: important because number one that's the school that i came from you know all i know is real estate i mean had i had i Grown up in a family where they were selling shoes, I'd be talking to you about the sole, I'd be talking about the leather, I'd be talking to you I'm about the That's not where I grew up, I grew up in real estate, so that's all I know, and I know the power of it. Let me give you an example. I have a client that bought a building in 1978, okay? He bought it for $500,000. Today, that same building is valued at 22 million. But let's talk about the passive income now. Why is it important to me? Because I know passive income creates money for generations. I have two daughters, you have a wife, you have a kid, you know, the significance of, you know, wanting one day when you're on your deathbed to be able to comfortably walk away and know that your family has that security. That's what it is for me. I have people that need all the time. Are you going to sell that building? Are you going to sell that building? My answer is no, because to be a power player in real estate to create passive income, it's about buying and holding. When you have that passive income and you can improve your properties and you can improve people's lives that are living in that property, they're going to end up paying more and more money for it. So once you're mortgages are paid off your properties then become cash cows and so god willingly one day my daughters they're not going to have to worry about that they're going to have that security and they can focus their time their effort their love their soul on something that they're passionate about whatever that is
0: there's a lot of competition in new york right i mean so how do you i mean you know like there's gotta be haters out there. There's gotta be, I mean, you probably went through a period of time where people maybe said bad things about you. Did, did you ever have that happen to you? I mean, did, did you ever have haters growing I mean, up
1: in your business? I have that every day. Um, okay. you know, it's just, it's just part of the game, you know, you know, ultimately, you know, the haters, they're really your fans because they're really they're keeping on top of what's current in your life more so than they are on their own but look that's part of the game it just means you're doing something right and that's what comes with the territory you know i invite the haters i don't mind them you know i I wish them success and to be honest with you there's a deep part of me that cheers them on i want them to do well i want them to succeed i want their families to be happy and daniel the truth is i want them to feel that way about me i want them to cheer me on I want them to see that, you know, that they want me to be successful. And if right now that there's something going on in their life, it's a reflection of what they're feeling and what they're going through, not a reflection of the success that I've created. It's an issue that they have with themselves. That's okay. You know, you have to have thick skin in any type of business. You know, the people that care about you most are the ones that, you know, Especially like if you're in a nine to five job and you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, it's your parents, it's your wife, it's your husband, it's your cousins that are telling you not to do it. And the reason why they're telling you not to do it is two reasons. They love you. They want you to do the logical thing. They want you to have the health insurance and the 401k. The other thing is, is that if you do succeed, then they have to ask themselves, you know, what the hell's going on in their life that you made it and they did it. So it's really important to just stay focused, believe in yourself, have faith work your ass off, get your knuckles, bloody. get your knees scraped. and do whatever you have to do to succeed and make your dream a reality. We'll okay. Make- so to, to all the sales people of the world,
0: let's talk a little bit about sales. Okay. Um, networking, what, what's some advice that you have? I mean, I'm brand new in business. I got to get my shit going now, man. I got I got to get I got to get this ball rolling here.
1: What do I do first? Look, I have plenty of advice. The number one thing you want to do is be different. So how do you be different? Very simple. Number one, be yourself. Number two, how do we generate leads? How do we create business for you? All right, let's start with your SOI, which is your sphere of influence. When I first got into this business and the luxury real estate market is not an easy business to get into and I still don't think it is. But when I came in, I came in hungry and I still am. So what I did was I made appointments every day, breakfast, coffee, lunch, coffee, dinner, cocktails, after hours. And I made sure that I was in front of people that knew me. Look, this is the best way to set a foundation. You can go out and you can buy leads but you're going to go through a lot of garbage to maybe get a two or three percent return on like those people that you're actually working with and that's a very competitive market but no one's going to know your network your personal sphere of influence so what i do is i spend time with those people because naturally you know it's not about the business for me it's about communicating having relationships you have to love people so naturally when people would say hey danny what are you up to funny you should ask and every successful salesperson should have at least a 60 second elevator pitch on exactly what they do and what value they're bringing to the table. It's slow, but if you want longevity in a sales driven business, you have to attack your inner network, your spirit influence. You have to get in front of them. You have to be on the radar. You have to let them know what you're doing. Something else I love to do is I touch my database three times a month. Most people tell me that I'm crazy for doing that, but I think it's absolutely genius because what you want to do is you want to be on the forefront of everyone. One's mind. So mind. If- I'm in real estate and they need a real estate-related service and they wake up one day, I don't want to touch my base once a quarter and then suddenly they forget about me. I want to touch them three times a month so when the time comes, they know that they're calling me because they know it's a no-brainer to get in contact with me. So these are some of the types of things that I do that I think are important and you must have seven to nine lead generating sources working for you at all time. So if one and three are slow, two and five are working for you. If seven is slow, six and four are working for you. You have to have seven to nine lead generating sources and you have to be able to invest in your business it's a business when you're in a sales driven business this is your business you have to invest in it not just your time but also your money and this this is any business i mean
0: whether people are in financial services, whether they're in real estate where they sell cars whether whatever they're doing and so tell me about how important follow-up
1: is because i know you're a big follow-up guy man Follow-up is absolutely the number one important thing in any business. And I'll tell you how I do it. I have a website that's called DannyNancy.com. I post three blogs a month there. And then what I do with those blogs is I shoot it out to my database every month. I give them, I give them good information, real estate related content. It allows me to stay in touch with them. And number, and the third thing, which is most important, Daniel, it's like it's not an annoying way to follow up. Nine out of ten times I get a response back, hey Danny, great blog, great to hear you, right? The only thing you want to do is keep conversation going. You want to have your relationships going. That's all you want to do. People think too much about the money. When I get involved with my customers, I don't think of them as a paycheck. I don't think of them as money. I think of them as friends, family, people that I love. How are you doing how are you feeling happy birthday is there anything i can do for you is there any way i can serve you Is there any way i can help you but my biggest way that i've made money in this business and generating any real any sales driven business uh not to talk too long and this is this is my best secret is anytime i close a sale within two to three weeks of closing the sale i make an appointment with my client i say hey can we meet next tuesday thursday one o'clock I don't give them a chance to say no, not that they would, because they loved me at that point. I've already cultivated the relationship, right? So I go into their office. I ask them how they liked my service. They tell me they loved it. And then the next thing they always say to me is, Danny, is there anything I could do to help you? And I say, funny, you should ask. Absolutely. Can you connect me with five of your friends that may need real estate related services? The first thing they always say to me, Daniel, is I don't have five friends that need a real estate related service right now. And then the next thing I say is, well, if you had five friends, who would they be? And then I shut the fuck up and I listen. Cause you know what happens? They end up coming up with a list of five people. And once they do that, I ask them to call them because facts tell them stories sell, right? So what I ask them to do is give them a call, tell them how your experience was with me. So by the time I follow up and call with them, it's not about me winning the business and having them work with me. It's more about me giving them a call and say, hi, you know, Mark said some really nice things about you. And I appreciate you taking my call. How can I help you? Brilliant. Brilliant. That's it brilliant
0: it's it's uh, i mean and and i think the re the only reason why danny i think we could both agree the reason why people don't do that the reason why people don't follow up the reason why people don't uh ask their clients for more referrals they're afraid of rejection. They're afraid of what that person is going to say to put it
1: back. Why are people so afraid of rejection? I don't know. I tell my team all the time. I tell them, I want you to follow up until they tell you to fuck off or until they do business with you. Buy or die. Buy That's, or die. That's it. It's really simple. The worst thing that can happen is say, no, I'm not interested. Great. Take them off your list and move on to the next person. But you know, it's very important that people understand like in a sales driven business, Daniel, you know, there's a belief inside of me to my core that believes, okay, I believe this with all my heart that if you're not working with me, it's a disservice to you and it's a disservice to your property because I know there's not anyone more knowledgeable. I know there's not anyone more experienced. I know more than anything, there's not someone that's gonna care more about me. And I know for a fact, no one's gonna fight harder than me to get you what you deserve. And when you believe that's your core, then you're going to give off that energy they're going to feel your enthusiasm they're going to love your passion and they're going to appreciate it and that's how i enter each one of my days i wake up i thank god for another day i thank him for my wife i thank him for my kids i told you earlier that i say i want to i get to i choose to i love to and i pop out of bed and i take care of my money making priorities first that are going to make my clients money not me okay? And then I go about my day like that. People ask me all the time, do you have a routine? I don't have a routine. And that's what I love about my business. I don't like routine. The only thing that's routine is that I read self-development books and I exercise. That's it. Everything else, every day is a new day for me. That's the way I prefer. Love it. Live every day like it's your last, man. Give every it thing. everything you got,
0: man. Put it all on the line. Let's go close. Let's go make shit happen, man. Let's go do it. You know, that's so what I love you. you. Look, Look! Look! the reason why you've been successful, and I hope everybody is paying attention. Please, please pay, pay attention. The reason why Danny has been so incredibly successful is because he's got the right attitude. He's got the right focus. He's disciplined. He's after it. He loves what he's doing. He's got the passion. He's courageous. He's fucking determined like nobody's business. That's... Is traits those are the traits that you must start to develop if you're going to be among the greats one day, and y'all know that. Am I right, Danny, or what? Absolutely. And I want to add to that. You
1: know, we were talking earlier about my process and, and my attitude and my mentality. What was it like going through? You know, and of course, there's sad times and those good times and those bad times and fights over money and, you know, the situations that arise when you're going through situations. But what I think is important to also understand that I didn't see in my 20s and my early 30s was, okay, You know, I started selling real estate production antiques. Then I started, you know, working as a real estate agent. Then I started getting into car washes. And while I was going through this process, I didn't realize what I was learning. Okay, I'm learning sales here. Okay, now I'm learning logistics. Okay, now I'm learning how to speak in front of people and connect from the front of the room. Okay, now I know exactly how to make eye contact to convince someone, persuade someone that what I'm saying is true and for them to believe it. So when you're going through all these different experiences, as lost as you feel, as shitty as you feel, as much as you feel like your life is not going in the direction that you want it to be going in that's exactly what it is doing because you're learning you're gaining experience you're getting educated you're getting knowledge and you're growing into the person that you're meant to be so when you do find your purpose you do find your passion you're that complete individual that you need to be to be able to serve that person to the greatest of your ability and that's something that i wanted to touch on and something that i didn't realize i was going through because now i'm 40 years old and i can look back and be like holy shit That information and that experience and that education was fucking priceless and it made me who I am today. Which is a good person that loves people that wants to see the best in everyone and everything that I do and Daniel, that's exactly who you are and that's why we're cut from the same cloth. To think of someone of your nature, to be out here, to be doing a podcast, you're not doing this because you have to, you're doing it because you want to, because you get to, because you get a, you get a rush out of helping people and you love seeing people feeling good about themselves and changing the quality of their life and knowing that if money wasn't an issue, what would you be doing with your life and then showing them that there's your passion and that's what you need to be doing and your whole attitude i love about it is you make work a three-letter word it's not w-o-r-k it's f-u-n and if you can wake up every day loving what you do and having your mentality daniel and getting out here and helping people change the quality of their lives then it's fucking gonna go down in history man i love what you bring to this love it love it man love it love it love it good stuff
0: we are on wealth on the beach club uh, podcast with Daniel Alonzo and the incredible Danny Nassi man this has been so much fun I know there are people all around the country right now that they love your style they love your attitude they love your personality they want to be in business with you. And we want to know how to connect with you, Matt. How, how very
1: easy. I'm very heavy on Instagram. You can follow me at D nassy. If you DM me, you're going to get a response back. You can ask anyone that follows me. You can go to my website, dannynassy.com. That'll take you to any of my social media outlets. Twitter, Danny Nassy, Facebook, Danny J Nassi. uh, LinkedIn, Daniel J Nassi. And uh, look, you know, I'm here to serve. If you need a hand, if you need a phone call, if you need a FaceTime, i'm always out to give when i first got into the business there's a lot of people that weren't returning emails that weren't returning phone calls that weren't meeting me in person and daniel one commitment i made to myself and i feel that is my responsibility and also yours daniel is once you have some kind of success it's our responsibility to give it back to others obviously you know that but that's where you can find me i love that danny hey i just want
0: to remind everybody man be kind you know, be different, you know, tap into your sphere of influence. I mean, it's, it's that warm market that's going to help grow your business in the beginning times of your business. Spend time with people, not bullshit relationships, but really care about people, treat people good, uh, build a strong foundation of a relationship. And those relationships, trust me, they will take care of you For the rest of your life, it's the relationships that you build with people. It's the honesty that you build with people that that goes forever. You know, you got to follow up like an animal, man, buy or die. I love that Uh, 60-second elevator pitch. Make sure you you follow up like crazy. Uh, He does three blogs a month, right, to add value. Now he has his own podcast to add value. So That's check right. out his podcast as well. Danny nasty um, podcast. podcast. But guys,
1: listen. I better to get me. you on there, Daniel. Yes, I'll, I'll be on if soon. I'm sure. New York, you better come in. You're a powerful speaker. I can't stop fucking smiling from LA <laughs> New York right now because I love your energy. You're so enthusiastic and passionate, man. I'm juiced up right now, by I'm pumped.
0: That's it, man. Well, I'm, I'm having fun. I'm. I'm I, again, like you said, I do this because I really want to make a difference. I want everybody to uh, just reminder, share this podcast. If you care about me, if if you appreciate any of the value that I have brought to you in your life, please share this podcast. Follow me on Instagram. We're still signing up people for the Wealth on the Beach Club. Uh, Every week I do a full hour, half an hour lesson, half an hour uh, Q&A. Every single Wednesday morning, 9 o'clock, pacific standard time check out our new website lonzoacademy.com for details and as always subscribe to my youtube channel lots and lots of free content my life is about serving i want to serve you but ultimately we all got to remember to dream bigger but make sure that we do it now god bless you have a great day we'll see you at the top
1: thank you so much
0: daniel